I'm Erica. I'm Ryan. And I'm Jim. And this is Topic Lore is the only place on the internet you can hear topics discussed. Erica, would you like to introduce yourself or do you have anything to plug? Um, I'm Erica. I'm an ecologist stuck in Texas. And um, what do I want to plug? I want to plug getting uh, the COVID booster as a form of recreational drug use. I think that the moral panic over the COVID booster and whatever little chips they're inserting into us is overblown. But uh, I did get my COVID booster today and um, I'm looking forward to cutting out early so I can vomit. <laughs> Congrats. I'm Hell feeling yeah. a little crazy. I'm a little hepped up on goofballs. <laughs> Hit the mute button and then no one will be able to hear you. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, we're we're visual today, so you can you can see when I'm going to be doing that. <laughs> oh yeah, but not for the listeners at home. They don't get that. They don't get the pleasure. Uh, and Ryan, would you like to introduce yourself, or do you have anything to plug? I would love to, and maybe uh, I'm Ryan Ike. I'm a composer and sometimes sound designer for video games. Uh, and I think I, ha- I have things to plug pretty soon. Uh, I'm working on a game called Wizard with a Gun that I'm really excited about. That comes up pretty soon, but I can't say when. And uh, also you might follow me on Instagram where I talk about like freelancing in creative industries, especially in the game industry, but not always uh, at Ryan Ike Audio. And people have told me it's helpful, which is the only way that I know I'm doing good is external validation. <laughs> right. You're on Instagram? I know. Can you believe? It's so weird though, because you're an audio guy and I think of Instagram as such a visual medium. Yeah, it sucks for me. <laughs> <laughs> you're right. Good job. <laughs> Correct. It's, I don't like it there. <laughs> <laughs> nice but you can post videos that have audio in them mm-hmm. oh yeah. okay that's helpful i do think it's it's a little bit weird i guess people still listen to the radio sometimes but like i do think it's a little bit weird that we don't have uh like a social media style website that's based around audio yeah like wave hog or something I, I guess i guess soundcloud is trying to be that yeah i think so soundcloud's Trying to trying a, a lot of things that aren't working out <laughs> so hard for it, <laughs> and that could very well be one of them. Sure. Yeah, but that um, <clears throat> when they have like a SoundCloud uh, like audio file, and then people comment, and you can kind of see where people commented. It's yeah, you can see the exact point in the waveform where they said yeah. that. It's almost like a, a chat log or something like that, but it's um, organized poorly. <laughs> uh-huh. Right. Right. <laughs> Should be a better way of doing that. <laughs> There's a, a, a video upload YouTube style site in Japan that's popular in Japan where um, they do this thing where the the chat, uh, every all the comments appear over the video in the, in the place where they were commented on, just like scrolling by. I don't know how I feel about that. This is just like, this is just part of the aesthetic is like you have the meme videos of, you know, where, where people are like repeating the meme in text over, but of course it's in Japanese text, so you can't read it. It's, it's odd. It's odd. There, you should be able to engineer that somehow to make it like, um, like musical notation over it. Oh yeah. So, so as the, as the video ages, it's just a, a, an ever growing cacophony of. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I want, I want all my visual media to be like this. I want to watch an episode of the price is right. And just have the screen be, mostly obscured by speech bubbles that say the price is right. The price is right. The price is right. The whole time. 
playing go, playing go. And I'm like having to just squint past them. That really is like Japanese TV, except they always have like a little person watching and then like a crew of people watching the watching person. Um, so that you always <laughs> really text everything. Like inception over there. <laughs> I really I am into the idea of like uh, a video where you can just add a note anywhere. And so eventually like Every possible note is playing at every possible frame. <laughs> it's good. Yeah, so it's just a, a hellish sonic acid bath every second of the... <laughs> everybody, it's like, it's a website where everybody is um, making the same composition on every channel all at once. It's, it's, some, it's kind of beautiful. I'm coming back around on it, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Do you um do you remember the million dollar web page? Mm, not really. No. That rings a bell, but I couldn't tell you what it is. The this this dude made a website and up- uploaded a blank th- one thousand by one thousand pixel image and said, "For a dollar, you can buy a pixel on this image." <laughs> and people would buy them in blocks so that they could paint little put little images in the image, and uh, it it went viral, which is why it worked. Because then, like, companies were started to buy ad space in this webpage that everybody was going to. So this guy actually did get a million dollars of income wow. from selling, I guess, effectively selling ads on an image that's just ads. This is like a pixel is smaller <laughs> than a paperclip, you know? Yes, yeah. very, very much so. <laughs> Jim. Yes. Do you want to introduce yourself or do you have anything to plug? Oh, um, get him! Uh, Flip it on him. I, I am a, a game developer and a, a father of a five-year-old son. And for my son, this Halloween, I made a video game called Gordy and the Monster Moon, and it's out right now on Steam. And you could also just download it from my website if you have Pico Eight. You can get the Pico Eight cartridge. He tried to play it the other day, and of course, like as as the, the only thing he's ever played is Mario Kart. Mm-hmm. With the auto steering turned on, so uh-huh. like it was yeah. basically his first video game, and it was a total disaster. Like he yeah. can't—he <laughs> doesn't know how to play video games. <laughs> I, it turns out I was actually making this for people my age who remember right. playing Zelda One. Right, I'm chronically online, which is a um, really too bad. But I, <laughs> I saw um, I saw X on the website formerly known as Twitter, right, uh, and it uh, it was. It said um, something that really resonated with me, which is like, you know, like taking care of my four-year-old nephew um, has convinced me that every video game needs a little buddy mode where um, your kid or your like young friend can like bop around and do point score attacks, but like is basically like immune from death and um, is just there to have fun. And like, I'm kind of, I'm kind of hoping to get in on that. Uh, cause like, I would like to be the little buddy that, uh, doesn't have to have the, um, you know, the dexterity and the control and the, and the timing, uh, to get through one of these video games. Yeah. Yeah. Have a good time. <laughs> yeah they, like, I guess Bowser's Fury has that. Nintendo's good at this. Like Mario Galaxy had a great one where you had a yeah. second Wiimote and you just pointed at the screen and picked up like the star bits for the other player. Co-star but you, mode, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And you could kind of help like flip enemies around and stun them for the person playing Mario, but you were not like a character in the game who could get hurt. You were just like the the duck amonk artist, you know, with the 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 omnipotent uh 
hand of God. <laughs> right. Yeah. Or, or, you know, like be the monster moon and actively interfere with, uh, with the character. Oh, uh, damn. Counter little buddy. <laughs> oh, now we're cooking. Oh man. How many tokens would that buddy. take? <laughs> yeah. Little, little nemesis mode. I'm into that. <laughs> little nemesis mode. <laughs> This could be your thing, Jim. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this could this could be the thing that launches you into the world of of indie games. What do you think? That's, that's right. <laughs> Finally, <laughs> yes. so I need something to make my reputation. Uh, are we ready to start on some topics? Sure. Yeah, Ryan, your topic is dog bone facts. Yeah, so I'm I'm concerned this is misleading because it seems like I'm going to have facts about dog bones. <laughs> Are you are you asking for dog bone facts? No, 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 no. I although well, maybe that's not what. Okay, as an aside, yes. If you have some, I would love to know because what could they possibly be? Um, this is what I call a thing that I've started doing recently, and I actually just came up with the name for it like yesterday. Uh, but I've been doing it for the last couple of months. Where this is a thing that I when you have that moment where you're like, I wonder why. Bleh. Or I wonder how, bleh. you know, you, you have this moment of wondering something and then, and then you make a noise for yourself to, to drive it and home. And then you make a, a cartoon sound effect, right? Because yeah. your head is pro- disproportionately large for your frame like me. And then you, 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 if you're me, you often, you know, pull it up online or you pull out your phone and you, you find out the answer instantly. And that's cool that we can do that, but it's not satisfying. And so with very specific things, what I've started doing is what I've called dog bone facts, which is where I have an answer to something I want to know. For example, one would be like having a shower thought of like, why, why do crabs walk sideways? I don't know the answer to that. And instead of just looking it up, I'm going to bury it in my backyard like a dog bone and just leave it there. And I do want to know the answer, but I'm not going to look it up. And if it ever comes back to me organically where somebody, so for example, it'd be fine if someone in this call right now is like, I know why crabs walk sideways. If I learn it organically from another person or from media I'm experiencing or whatever, it's like, oh, hell yeah, that's that thing I wanted to know months ago or whatever. And it's exciting and novel. And it hits me very different than just looking it up on my phone. Mm-hmm. So like, yeah. I've, I've started doing this. It's got to be specific things. And it, so it can't be like operative information I need to know right now. Like, how <laughs> do you give CPR? I've always wondered that. <laughs> I hope it comes to me sometime very, very soon. Because I, you know, like... If somebody here knows how to do CPR, please. <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> anytime. Anytime. <laughs> Chime in, please. Like another example would be, I just found, I, I got one this week. I just found out for the first time ever for me anyway, that the Northern Lights apparently make sound. Yes. A lot of people experience having a sonic event. So this might even be my moment to find out, which I would love if Erica, if you know it, but I specifically did not Google it. And was like, I'm going to bury this in my backyard. And if I ever learn it organically somehow, instead of just looking it up, it's going to enchant me much more than if I just like Googled it that second. Hey, Ryan, it's me, the Northern Lights. (laughs) Did you know dogs have on average between 319 and 321 bones in their body? (laughs) (laughs) At this time of year, in this part of the country, (laughs) dog bones localized entirely within my. I also totally thought the facts were going to be about like the bones dogs consume as treats, not the skeleton of a dog's body, which also counts 100%. I just, it hit me with double whiplash because I wasn't expecting it in more than one direction. So I went to a, I went to a talk in college um, about somebody who was converting 
the electromagnetic pulses that were recorded from the northern lights into sound so that it could like you could perceive it differently um i think that's different than the like an electromagnetic storm making noise which um you know could do like you know lightning makes a noise um i don't have an answer for you but um i do remember going up to the person afterwards and telling them to pee on their experiment so i'll just leave you with that <laughs> hold on you can't I, it's illegal for you to just leave me with that actually uh it's it's against the law for you to do that you have to tell me why you said that to this so person so basically the arctic foxes were chewing on the cables because they didn't know what they were so, oh, so I, you gotta mark that i i said like you know like the the foxes if you get um specifically a man to pee on the on the cables um which they weren't happy about, but the the scientists did entertain the notion that this would actually keep the experiment running. <laughs> <See>? <laughs> the foxes are scared of the human scent. So. so this right here is a perfect example of why I think this is a great thing to do from time to time, because A, you might have just answered when somebody told me that they make sound, that might have been what they're referring to. Yeah, I don't and know. Yeah. So if if so, that's awesome. And I'm enchanted just by whether that's it or not, learning that you can turn the electromagnetic pulses of it into sound because it's like oh yeah of course you can that's really cool i wonder mm. what that sounds like but also i wouldn't if i had just looked it up i definitely wouldn't have gotten a bonus fact about somebody telling a scientist <laughs> to piss on his equipment to keep foxes away <laughs> i'm uh, i'm kind of worried now like i don't have like a tally but i should go back and think about like how many times i've told scientists to pee on things because it's more than once but <laughs> It's a non-zero number that's non higher than one. That's higher than one. But I should probably I should probably try and remember the impressions that I've made, you know, along the way. Um, the urine-based interactions I've had with various yeah. members of the scientific community. Yeah. I think that's a good thing to keep a diary of, actually. Right. Yeah. I, I like this idea of the dog bone facts though, because um I am a fan in general of um, kind of maintaining curiosity about things. And I don't think you can access that uh, emotion if you're constantly being bombarded by uh, by information or you don't have a chance to imagine what an answer might be and think your way through it. Right, um, yeah. yeah, I think I think slowing down the thinking process is actually really important to creativity. Um, so I, I think I'm going to keep some dog bone ideas also, but I don't know what they are. It, it'll just hit you in the moment, I think. Yeah. I usually don't catalog back and go like, oh, yeah, this thing I wondered. It's usually something just hits me in a shower or uh, somebody brings up a question. And instead of Googling it right then, I'm like, that'd be cool one to bury and see if it comes back to me. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. yeah, I think that's that's a really good point. Like that's the, I think that's low key part of why I do it is like I'm trying to find ways to working in a creative field, like keep keep that those connections going because I mm -hmm, mm -hmm. have a bad habit of always listening to an audiobook or podcast or music and I'm basically like never alone with yeah. my own thoughts any yeah. second of the day, which I could also stop doing that. Yeah, and we're uh, we're being part of the problem here because people use podcasts <laughs> to fill the silence. Yep. I'm always in or on or listening to or listening to one that I'm on. So you you're definitely complicit to both of you. <laughs> yes. In my bad choices. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Yeah, my problem with this idea is not the not the idea of it, but just the I'm I'm not gonna remember the things that I was wondering about. How do you know? Because I can't remember shit. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, yeah, do say. <laughs> I almost I almost wanted to back out of topic, Lords, tonight 
because I was gonna I was gonna write to Jim and be like um Jim I can't remember anything like there's no point in having me on because like I don't know anything (laughs) if that was a a a prerequisite for being kicked off the show I would never have been on an episode of this in the first place so (laughs) okay I'm in good company here (laughs) I I think that too I think Jim you might you might be surprised because I also have like the the number one like you know, amazing uh, articulation of my ADHD. The one that's like firing on all cylinders is my ability to just forget fucking anything. Like no matter how much I care about it or how much I want to remember it, how many reminders I leave myself, just anything can leave this dome with a drop of a hat. And so for all I know, some of these (laughs) dog buns. You think you're good at this, Ryan. (laughs) You meet the master. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You made a whole video game for your child before you forgot he can't play video games yet. So that's true. (laughs) <laughs> he got okay. me there. Well, someday he'll be able to play. And he loves Halloween. No, this is genuinely very sweet and cool. This, what is, you've done. this is like how I bought uh, the Nintendo Labo because someday he's going to be six. This was like <laughs> five years ago. <laughs> I always think of five years ahead. I love that. So I just think, you know, just give it a shot and see if it like, I don't know how many of these have come back to me that I've learned the answer and not had the reaction of, oh, yeah, that thing I wanted to know. I'm sure that's happened, but every now and then one hits me where I'm like, I like freaking months ago, I wanted to know this and I just let it sit. And then when it came back, it's much more enchanting than looking it up. So I feel like Mm -hmm. you have Mm -hmm. nothing to lose other than banal answers to stupid shit that you think of while you're getting ready in the morning. (laughs) The other thing that having a terrible memory, this actually works in favor of this hobby, which is that I can just learn the same facts over and over again and be (laughs) just as excited about it every time. Right. It's new to you, baby. I think it's actually a, um, this this kind of short term memory problem is actually like um, a sign of success. Like you remember that you forget things. Like I used to journal a lot back <laughs> back in my twenties. Um, I used to just sit and write every day for like um, one or two hours about what I was thinking about and what I wanted to do and what you know problems that were on my mind and stuff like that. And then I would leaf back through my journals and I would literally be writing like all work and no play makes Jack a dull boy over and over again. Right. Yes. Right? Not not Uh-oh. quite like that, but but like um we've got a guest. We've got a guest here. Have hi we, Winston. Hello. <laughs> hello, what's up, buddy? Hey Winston, they can't he he can't hear you, unfortunately. You can, you okay. can speak speak up, buddy. Go ahead. Okay, please stop pulling on that. <laughs> <laughs> what, what's we got cords. <laughs> You you heard the laugh? No, I heard her. Oh, you heard Erica laughing. He knows who I am. Well, he said, he said I heard her laughing and pointed. Okay. Well, he knows now. He knows now. He just name dropped her, so. <laughs> oh, hey. <laughs> <laughs> just got a brief shot of his head piercing the curtain of the of the backdrop. He's so cute. He's so blonde. He's so extremely blonde. He is. He's extre- he's not as blonde as he used to be. It's more like white. Yeah, you got white hair. It looks cool. Yeah, it's more like a whiteish, tannish white. Yeah, tannish white. Tannish white. I love that. More like you or April right now. I probably me is my guess. Yeah, he looks a lot like you. Um, but but those um those journals, like I was really sort of repeating myself over and over again, and like uh, leafing back through them. 
it was really like, gosh, I got to get on this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I, can't, I can't just keep telling myself the same things over and over again and not do anything about them. It seems pretty apparent that you can actually that yeah you, yeah but <laughs> you're but actually kind of great at that i had no memory of like having written very very similar um whole trains of thought over and over again but uh the fact that i would know now that i've sort of forgotten what i was thinking about yesterday is like at least an indication that my brain is aware that it's forgetting things that are important. <laughs> <laughs> a, a whole yard of dog bone ideas back there. <laughs> yeah, some some never to be for, never to be remembered again. That's right. 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 That, that's part of the that's part of the joy of it. I think for me is like when I actually am like, oh yeah, that thing, and it actually hits in this way that I want it to. I'm also aware that a lot of these just go to the ether, and I will never remember to look them up. Yeah, and some of them are going to grow into dog bone trees that you can sit under and they can hit you in the head later. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> My giant cartoon head previously referenced. <laughs> yeah, I'm really into the idea that A, dog bones grow on trees, and B, this is a metaphorical tree. So it's a metaf- metaphors grow on trees as well. Yeah. Okay, I've, I've lost track of what I was saying. <laughs> It's too complicated. Are we uh, Are we ready for another topic? Sure. Sure thing. Uh, Erica, your topic is we went to Cuba. Yeah, we went to Cuba. Like, I'm prepared for this. Like, I don't know where to start. Um, Cuba is, like, the fourth largest country by population in North America. And, um, like, it is totally cut off from trade from the United States and from Canada and from all of the U.S. allies. And you, if you don't have like relatives there or whatever, you may never think of it. And it's like, it's just across the way from Florida. Like it's super, super close. And um, so we went there. Like my impression was that you have to have um, like a valid reason to go as an American, but you can actually, you can actually travel on a, um, like with the purpose of supporting the Cuban people which sounds weird, but um, Cuba's in like extreme desperate poverty right now. It's it's wild. I've never seen anything like it in my entire life. And it was fascinating and like all consuming and I couldn't stop thinking about it when I got back. And it's just like every single day that we were in Cuba was like a, a whole lifetime full of experience. Like, I don't know how people live there. And I think they are at the breaking point also. And like, I don't, I don't, and they don't understand like why there's this like trade embargo with them. Like it's, it's like held over from, you know, a time when they were like in cahoots with Soviet Russia, which doesn't exist anymore. It's not just about like the old cars that they still have running there and stuff. But um, like when we flew in, it's like flying backwards in time. like outside of the capital city, like all of the roads are dirt and they don't have big farm equipment. So there aren't like hard edges to anything. People have like land that like kind of bleeds into meadows and into forests and into other people's land. And people travel from place to place with like horse-drawn carts um, because the, the gas crisis is so severe. Like for us going to work in the herbarium for a while, 
we would be able to have lunch at the botanical garden and they had fresh vegetables for us, um, which we said we we weren't going to eat because um, Cuba actually has cholera, like cholera. Oh, wow. <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's super desperate. But they were like, oh, no, don't worry about it. These aren't vegetables from the market. Ha ha ha. We don't have gas to bring vegetables from the market. Like we are a bunch of botanists who are cut off from everything. So we grow our own vegetables here in the botanical garden. And that's what you're eating. Like you're growing things wow. that were grown on the lands of the botanical garden. Wow. Um, it it's so it's so crazy and it's so it's such a scarcity economy. Like um the ga- the gas crisis currently is like probably the the biggest thing people deal with on a day-to-day basis because like transportation, like anything is extremely difficult to get gasoline for. The situation with why they don't have gas is because they have limited amounts that they can extract on the island, which is very dirty. But then the U.S. like punishes anybody who trades with Cuba. So Cuba recently has had to make deals with Russia again and with with China. So China actually set up a spy base in Cuba. So like the U.S.'s embargo of Cuba has led to a situation where we may have like another Cuban missile crisis, either with the Russians or with the Chinese. Like, it's so crazy. And if you are inclined to travel, I I think this is one of the most interesting places you can still go on the planet. Like, it's so fascinating and and wild. You know, maybe don't travel in the countryside because anybody with like obvious money is probably going to be a target. And also there's cholera. But within the cities, like it's super friendly. It's super safe. Every child is in school and like everybody is vaccinated because during um, like the height of the COVID-19 pandemic, the scientists made their own COVID-19 vaccine and everybody got vaccinated. That's incredible. It's incredible. And like when when you go look at what the scientists have, they barely have laptops. Like some people have laptops and other people have to share. Um, And this is like the quality of the science versus the amount of technology they have is like the ratio is stunning. Amazing. I know that not everybody is going to get on a plane to go to Cuba right now, but this this is like this situation is untenable for for Cubans and it's stupid for the US to be doing like we have to we have to fix this somehow <laughs> is is a su- super beautiful place super interesting distinct traditions from anything that I've ever seen before like people still practicing santeria so like like a, um adults like priestesses i think and um, women who are growing up in that tradition, dressing in all white and lace and sacrificing chickens in um, in graveyards and stuff like that stuff is is visible even as like a tourist if you walk around. Wow. Um, yeah. But I, if you have a chance to go, go. It's it's interesting. And if you have a, a chance to vote for for Cuba to like obtain you know, basic living standards, like do it somehow. <laughs> it's like, um, there are neighbors, you know, and there's no reason yeah. why we shouldn't be in a, in a kind of collaboration with them. Right. Can I, can I ask like, while you were there, or maybe you, you knew before you left, but like, 
I'm really struck as someone who's very ignorant on it, like why they are still under these embargoes and like why the U.S. is still putting them essentially just a whole country like in a snow globe and being like, nobody touch it. When the Soviet Union's gone, like Castro's yeah. gone, you know, like why, why is this, do you have any understanding why this is still going on? My vague understanding of this and like, I'm not, Obviously, I'm not an expert for having just spent like two weeks there. <laughs> sure. <laughs> right. I figure it, like it's but, a fast track to learning stuff about a place too. Yeah. My vague understanding of this is that it's like a hot button political issue in Florida. And so everybody in Cuba has relatives in Florida. And um, when people like leave for Florida, they become kind of like integrated into American society and they reject Cuba. So they become kind of Republican and right wing and, and, you know, all said and done Trump supporters. Um, so like all of the local elections and all of the national elections are trying to court this group of rich Cubans that left kind of during the Soviet era and took up residence in, in Florida. And since Florida is a swing state, um, that block really matters to like the entire country. And the way that the the country's politics goes, um, but also like the state government in Florida. Um, so it's it's a question of like ex, um, like continuing the embargo to court the support of Florida voters, and and I think that's basically it. That's bonkers. Makes sense. <laughs> that's really yeah, it makes sense, but it's very very disheartening that like <laughs> that's know. even less of a more of a nothing reason than I would have assumed i know which is to say like needlessly doing this i mean you know yeah i don't know i mean like as as somebody who doesn't live in florida i i wonder if like um like fair gerrymandering rules or something like that would be the way to address that i'm i'm not sure like um but i i think like the big voting block is actually in miami so i don't know if like gerrymandering like undoing the badness of gerrymandering would actually fix all that or not yeah yeah, I don't know. I'm sorry I'm monologuing so much, but it was just, it was totally fascinating. And I I, uh, I wanted to share, like, before it stops, like, um, weighing on me every day, like, what yeah. conditions were like there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, like, I can't imagine the, just walking around with the impact of, like, what it's like to see a place that has been kind of, like, frozen in somewhat of a time capsule by yeah, yeah, you know international ha- garbage politics being what they are and stuff yeah, like it, that's it absolutely it would is. be hard to let that go and just go back to your life yeah in the states and be like this is fine yeah <laughs> we know? have a student who um whose family is in cuba and um she was trying to prep us for what we would see when we got there and um i'm like okay so what what should i expect and she's like ham comes from tubes I don't like it. <laughs> it is, it is like everybody, We're lousy with it. Yeah. Like, but basically you go into the store and they have like a, a giant tube of ham and that's what you can buy for yourself or you can buy a giant tube of cheese and nobody has beef except um, infants and old people. Um, there's not, there's not room for like cattle on the Island because they're too destructive. Oh, sure. Um, yeah. But the, the ham is like this raggedy ass, giant like let's say like five inch diameter tube that you cut slices off it has like a ragged edge and it's filled with like skin bits and everything and like they always want you to eat it like here eat eat and it's like no i can't i i'm sorry i can't eat your like <laughs> i'm not i don't have the constitution for tube ham 
Yeah. <laughs> and she was like, you'll see little kids drinking beer. Don't worry about it. <laughs> and it really is like, you know, don't beer be a doesn't. Don't cop about it, okay? Yeah, don't, like, but beer doesn't have cholera. So sometimes like you drink whatever's in a can or you don't have something to drink. I mean, that is wild to me because I remember learning that was like in, in school, like learning like in the Revolutionary War and stuff, it was the same Yes. sort of deal it's like <laughs> if it's like something from that era you know like yeah people drank beer because it was the safer biological you know clean it bi- more biologically yeah. clean to drink it then that's wild that yeah. we've just low-key done this to a country that's right next door and i'm walking around all day until yeah. now not <laughs> yeah. even really aware of it because i know <laughs> you can ride the bus for like a penny it costs like one to two pennies to ride the bus let me see what else they have um they do have soda there it's called tucola uh, which uh, apparently, according to my Spanish-speaking students, means like your ass. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's marketing I can get behind <laughs> right, right there. I know. <laughs> but like overall, like nothing has brands, and like anything that's like a product um, has been shipped in from the U.S. by by families like lugging in huge numbers of boxes and stuff like on their plane flights to go back yeah yeah no brands is that's enough reason for the u.s to embargo them yeah but but imagine imagine if you were a company in the u.s and you're like hey you could have you know x many million people buying your one product like the your brand right like of course the markets would all want this like yeah there's no downside for the u.s to like flood Cuba with products. I mean, there's a downside for Cubans shouldn't like pollute things, but, (laughs) but, um, but like there could be like a clear quality of life with, with trade. Um, that said, like the biodiversity is in pretty good shape and it's really interesting as a biologist to see that, but you know, that's a different kind of conversation. Like right now that people are really suffering. Yeah. That's really interesting. And I, I, I imagine there is some kind of weird dichotomy in your brain a bit like don't don't like put thoughts in your head but i mean like being a biologist and going there and seeing like oh the effect of all this isolation here's what it's done for the biological landscape which is kind of it sounds like kind of good yeah also all this isolation here's what it's done to like decimate the you know a lot of the culture and the 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 people there and it's like such a bummer that it is such a kind of two-sided yeah yeah and that's and that's what i actually ended up talking to the biologists there about like just like basic human dignity through food and you know shelter and stuff like that you have to you have to take care of that first like nobody is open to protecting biodiversity without those kind of standards in place but you know like i'm i'm having this conversation over lunch with uh cuba's like premier bird biologist and i'm looking at a night anole so night anole is k N-I-G-H-T anole. Um, like oh, if cool. you look at them, they're like a foot long. They're enormous, but they're they're what you would see as like a little lizard in Florida. And they're like super brightly colored. And like the fact that I got to see one of these things is like looking at like a dinosaur or something. Like it's it's something you read about in books and like you don't imagine that you could see one of these things one day. They're really um they're really special. Um and the biologists are like, at least we have a plan in place now so that like when we do some development and stuff, things are already put aside for conservation. So they're not in a state of like personal loss about development in Cuba. Um, 
you know, it's, it's also not good for people to try to do, you know, too much intensive subsistence farming in places with, with biodiversity either. So it's a, it's a balance. Um, but those are the kind of conversations that you end up in if you care about both of those things. Yeah, it sounds it sounds really fascinating, especially going like as a biologist, and so then getting to see the human side of it, just as a person traveling to this you know whole country that's been put under one of those fancy serving dome dish things, yes. and then <laughs> not to make light of how awful yeah, and horrible right. and monstrous it is, but no, like, but that's what it's like. That's like geopolitically kind of what it feels like. Just don't yeah. nobody look at this or touch it. Yeah, and then meanwhile, like seeing the biological side and being like, oh, yeah. here's all the ways this is flourishing and. My other biologist friends who have said like, go before it changes, you know, cause it will change, you know, but go, go soon. Yeah. And you can, it, you can go to support the Cuban people, you know, figure out how you can support the Cuban people. Maybe it's just, uh, you know, participating in their economy or something like that, but it's, it's possible to do that now without getting arrested as a U.S. citizen. So I'd say go for it. <laughs> do, you know, do you know when that changed? No, I don't. I don't. Um, I do know that, um, like we used to be able to import Cuban cigars and rum, uh, more easily. And now, uh, it's embargoed again. Like you can't have any cigars or rum on you because while a million people were dying of COVID, Trump went into his office and like, uh, signed that embargo, like that specific embargo. <laughs> well, sweet use of everyone's time. Awesome. <laughs> Very cool country we got here. But I but I think that's how important it is to Republicans to like please please the Cuban voters. I think that's what that was for. So. Are we uh <clears throat> are we ready for another topic? <laughs> is the topic about your extremely Victorian gentleman Eric Hoff or uh, no, that's uh <laughs> Uh, Topic Lords listeners will be familiar with this cough because I've had it for like three months. <laughs> oh no! You came down with Lord Kensingtonitis or something. <laughs> uh, the topic. Uh, my Latin is not great, Erica. How's your Latin? Uh, terrible. Okay, I'm gonna just try to pronounce this. It's only me. <laughs> uh, no, I didn't even ask. Great. <laughs> uh, candidatus dels furudis. Odax Viator. That's great. You think you so? Great. Yeah, Check, I, yeah, I do. Sure. Yeah. It felt right. According to Wikipedia, the name comes from a quotation from Jules Verne's novel, Journey to the Center of the Earth, uh, where Professor Lindenbrock finds a secret inscription in Latin. Oh my God, there's more Latin for me to read. <laughs> but you didn't, you didn't read the top part where it's a, it's a monospecific genus of bacteria that lives at groundwater depths from 1.5 to 3 kilometers below the Earth's surface. That's right. important. Yeah. Yes. So I found, uh, I, I was saying earlier that I put this in the topic months ago and I forgot what was interesting about it, but I found the <laughs> Tumblr post <laughs> that, uh, that made me interested in it. Uh, and I will read that. Okay. I found an article about a bacterium that is the only known organism that exists in an ecosystem containing only itself. It eats, chem <laughs> it eats, it eats chemicals produced from radioactive decay of rocks deep beneath the Earth's crust. Nothing on Earth is alone except this little bacterium. My favorite microbe, found 2.7 kilometers down a South African gold mine in a puddle of radioactive groundwater. Wow. I can't imagine a deeper level of hell than a biome that's just me. <laughs> just populated by me and me only and a bunch of me all having to get, make it, make it go of it together. Oh my God. Oh, but, but imagine if that was what you were for. 
I will not. I will not engage. <laughs> no, I won't engage. You with that will one bit. imagine. <laughs> you. If I was for only living in a biome where I'm the only creature and there's a bunch of me, and I get and give to myself from myself everything I need, other than the radiation I'm slurping out from the good good surrounding bedrock <laughs> or whatever the hell, biology is insane. No offense, Erica. I don't understand it one bit. <laughs> this is incredible. Um, that's so that's so weird in a way that I'm vibing with pretty hard. That's so just odd, right? Yeah, yeah. Life, I, I I'm constantly, constantly amazed by life. And I by that I mean my own, but also like <laughs> God damn, I've got it good. You say constantly to no one. <laughs> but also, you know, all, all the other stuff that's around that we will never meet, but is there and being interesting. Mm-hmm. Say, say we say we were to like to Venus, the surface of the planet. You know, we got the runaway greenhouse effect. These little guys, they're fine. Yeah, yeah. probably, <laughs> probably. Apparently, they, which makes sense, because what the hell did they have to react to? Uh, scientists think that they could shed life on the origins of life on the planet because these little dudes evolve super, super slowly. I assume because, like, what the hell would they have to change? I want to know which scientists think that. Yeah, there's no <laughs> a Wikipedia no article just says scientists, and that feels pretty <laughs> legit to me. Uh, <laughs> so, so. <laughs> it definitely says citation needed after that all that bullshit I just said. So this could be nothing. It's like one guy and you know his best friend or something. He's like granted the title of scientist for the day or something. <laughs> yeah, you don't need a degree. To be a scientist, you can just no, call yourself you that. It's you like can a, just call yourself that. It's like being a fungineer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this guy got a T-shirt that says "Ass Scientist" at a bachelor party, and now he's just trying to lean into the cred. <laughs> it doesn't. It doesn't say how this stuff is related to anything else on the planet, which is a little weird for me. Like, I want to see like a phylogenetic tree and see what it, what else it is related to. But um, scientists are always looking at these like deep sea things <laughs> as like origin of life because the the cell is really weird, right? Like there's all sorts of shit going on in the cell. You know, you got DNA, you got mitochondria that have their own little genomes that cause them to replicate separately from the mitochondrial DNA and the nucleus and stuff. So some mitochondria type thing got absorbed into a cell at some point and that's just our deal now is that yeah, we yeah. live alongside <laughs> these things that make energy for us yeah yeah but where did the first mitochondria come from and you have to presumably like, it was like its own thing like see i say i crawled through the screen yeah and ate, ah. ate, ate ryan's head <laughs> and then there are like four thousand of them just like living all on that side of Zoom. And then we just became a species like that. Now, like ro- yeah. me with Ryan's head in my stomach is now yeah. a species. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like, but even trying to come up with like the first mitochondria, like they think of these like deep sea vents, and like they're trying to think of like what could have existed in a deep sea vent in like a weird pH zone, and then it got like put together with proteins or whatever and then it started replicating the proteins there are these like bizarre theories about like the origins of life and they they require you to have deep sea vents 
but these guys, these guys are living the life and I'm sure they're like kind of bothered that they got discovered. Like somebody's yeah, going to put something ruined. else down there. <laughs> they had a sweet racket going and now it's over because Wikipedia knows about them. I know. I know. We know where they live. <laughs> this is the kind of thing though, that like, and I, to be fair, I've only run into like two people who legit believe this for non-religious reasons Mm -hmm. but like whenever i run into somebody who just straight up is like i don't think there's life anywhere else in the universe but on earth like i'm i'm just baffled by that because i'm just like life forms in the most buck wild like impossible spaces all the fucking time yeah but 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 everything on earth is related to each other everything on earth is related to each other there were not like multiple origins of life on the planet right yeah so like this stuff is related to us like there is some most recent common ancestor. Um, it's M R C A. That's what it is. Most recent common ancestor. We all have a most recent common ancestor, and there might be lineages that have gone extinct, like off from that. But we're related to this somehow um, from the same origin. Like you can track us all back to the same cell eventually, right? Which is. Yeah, insane to me. Once once you have life, yeah, it gets everywhere. It's hard to get rid of, but like that doesn't mean that it started everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Although it probably did. (laughs) That's a cool way to look at it though. I I guess I never thought of it that way that like that first initial cell. Yeah, but Earth is like a moldy bathtub. (laughs) 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 You will never get rid of all of the life on Earth. Let that be a comfort to you. Yeah, I'm just th- I'm thinking about like, I bet there are still microbes on the Voyager probe. They're still alive. Yeah, maybe. And viruses, right? Right. But by the time it like impacts another planet, well, well, first of all, would it impact a planet that's habitable? Um, probably not. But if it does, by the time it gets there, my guess is the microbes will be dead. Right. But then you've got like, you know, meteor impacts. They throw off particles into space. They got some microbes on the rocks. Yeah, yeah. And you don't need a whole microbe. Like you could you could get like a fragment of a DNA sequence. Oh, you just need like the amino acids and that's like that could be the seed. Yeah. I, you don't need like a whole whole organism to be alive. Like all you need is like a, a thing that's like a structure. It's uh, like I don't know. I don't I don't study like origins of life and stuff, but um to me like it's impossible that there wouldn't be life on other planets. It's just utterly impossible. Um, yeah. You know, like carbon is is really grabby and likes to do There's things. There's just so many of them. Carbon <laughs> is really grabby. It is. Carbon is really grabby and it's really common. Like common, you know, carbon comes out of, you know, dying stars all the time and like ends up on planets and, you know, you got moldy bathtubs everywhere. <laughs> carbon can't keep its covalent bonds to itself or whatever the hell (laughs) cancel carbon (laughs) (laughs) it's always the carbon carbon is always (laughs) the problem (laughs) we trace every interpersonal interaction that we've had that went poorly back far enough it is carbon's fault actually (laughs) it's not a bad idea if we cancel that i think we solved this whole thing we're good to go to do this anymore (laughs) i agree let's do it jim i'm gonna think about this microbe either all day tomorrow or i'll forget within 10 minutes of the end of the show that's the brain i have yeah and if it's the first one i didn't give you permission to 
do that to me. But now I just want you to know so that, you like, send me an invoice <laughs> for this. <laughs> Write a song about it that you can like hum to yourself and like hire a lyricist to get you to pronounce the name of this thing correctly. <laughs> yeah, I'll definitely remember to do all that for sure. Yeah. Well, so you could make this if you don't remember it, this could be your dog bone idea. This could be like, what were Jim and I talking about the other day? What, what what did we even talk about on the show? And then maybe you'll remember and be surprised. That's different than because the dog bone fact is like, I don't know this thing. I've always wondered that. I'm going to set it aside and see if I learn it organically. This is just, <laughs> here's some shit I experienced in my life that I can't recall. <laughs> I'm just going to hope somehow <laughs> the universe puts it back in my face at some point. Like someone next to me on the bus is listening to Topic Lords. I'm like, wait. <laughs> can you can you dog bone um, like the entire uh, like spoken language of latin uh so that like you can understand Ooh. this jules verne quote i think that's a uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's gonna really test my whole system but i think it it's gonna evolve i need it's to. like a whole dog but <laughs> um, yeah. so the the translation of that thing that jim didn't read was descend bold traveler and you will attain the center of the earth which is like a great name for this bacterium oh my god it's got such a cool name yeah and it's good that somebody with like a poetic heart named it because somebody else would have been like uh, yeah, we're calling this one 4,000 Ryan Ikes. Let's move on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is Matthew Torrelson's little guys or whatever the hell. The, it's always like after the discovering scientists. I like that somebody for once was like, can we just do one cool one, please? <laughs> Jim Crawford's little guys. They should Jim call Crawford's them. little guys. <laughs> It's little buddy mode, but for bacteria. <laughs> <laughs> Are we ready for another topic? Sure. Yeah. Sure. Uh, for this topic, we're going to be doing this poem that Ryan found. Yes, I'm blaming you. Okay. I'm excited by this. <laughs> it's called Avoid the Noid by Florence P. Wordsmith. Who would like to read this poem? <laughs> well, Ryan chose it. He's I... <laughs> obviously the person who has to read it. The words found as in Ryan found and chose as in Ryan chose are doing so much <laughs> heavy lifting here. Cause I just like yeeted a Google search, the dumbest thing I could think of. And I was like, not this though. Right, Jim. And now I think what we're we mean here. Is this is Ryan's fault. And, right. I, and I love this poem and it means a lot to me. Okay. Yeah, sure. I'll, I'll read it. I'm going to try to give it the inflection that it's begging for, but there are a lot of exclamation points gang. So I'll, we'll see what I can do, but um. <clears throat> If you're not hoarse by the end of the poem. <laughs> yeah, you're not I, trying hard enough. Yeah, I haven't, clearly I haven't felt anything in my life <laughs> truly or passionately. Uh, avoid the noid. That's what they said. Avoid the noid, but now I'm dead. Avoid the noid. He hit my head. Avoid the noid while eating bread. Avoid the noid when in your bed. Avoid the noid. He's got street cred. Avoid the noid. I ran and fled, but now I am annoyed instead. By the great <laughs> poet laureate Florence P. Wordsmith. January 29th, 2009. A Thursday. And I think it's as true today, Thursday, January 29th, 2009. And I feel it's as true today as it was when it was written. I like the, I like the twist ending. But I, I think it is a twist ending, but I think the Noid like comes from uh, like the fact that when your pizza gets delivered uh, late, then your pizza is cold and you're annoyed. Like right. I think, oh. I think it does actually okay. come from the word annoyed. Yeah, yeah, I think it does. So I think it's just sort of repeating the origin myth and deep lore of the noid. <laughs> 
Well, yes, I, I can get on the same page with you there. Cause I feel like it, at the end it does that, but also at one point in this poem, the Noid kills the, <laughs> the protagonist. <laughs> of the, so like, <laughs> I don't remember the Domino's commercial when that, when murder which, got in the mix. At which point he becomes annoyed. <laughs> like this is hitting me as such like body horror, you know, <laughs> like, uh, like I, you see the Noid, like in a piece of toast you're eating. And then like, you look in the mirror while you're brushing your teeth and you just have big fucked up Noid fangs or whatever was you know like you go to put on a shirt and you you catch a reflection of yourself in the window and for just a second it looks like that messed up like red jumpsuit or whatever i don't remember what the noid looked like i can't remember if that's his flesh or he's wearing that yeah he's it's a suit it's got a mask and it's got like bunny ears for some reason (laughs) and like this just feels like a a slowly creeping babadook-esque figure that just continues to fill up more space in your life until You know, like, and it follows, it's going to get you. And then you become annoyed. And I like the callback to the Domino's concept of like, yeah, now you're annoyed because your pizza's cold because this creepy little goblin some marketing team made up is fucked with your, fucked with your pizza. (laughs) But also the idea of just sprouting those bunny ears, like out of your skull, like they're sheathed, they're sheathed in this red cotton or whatever his suit is made of, but they're made of like flesh and bone from, from your body, you know? Well, I, you know, I know that this poem means a lot more to you and you have a (laughs) a history with it, you know, than it does to me. But (laughs) but I kind of like this one because, um, you know, this is, this is clearly like um, a callback to the great poet, Dr. Seuss, you know, with the repetition and the simple rhymes and everything, it's sort of a green eggs and ham of uh, murder. But it it has it has kind of like it has more serious themes than Dr. Seuss. <laughs> yeah, definitely a, a lot more adult. Can we talk? Can we just zoom in for one second, if I may, um, to the fourth line from the end, which you may remember as "He's got street cred." Yeah, because no, because no, no, he doesn't. Um, I would well, argue. I, I, I disagree with you. Like there's um there is annoyed video game. So like not only did he uh, have his whole uh, entire like own ad campaign that he was this the central focus of for like a decade or something, but they they made like um a platform platformer video game that was actually quite good. Um, I forget what it was called, but it, it might have been just called Avoid. Yo Noid. Yo Noid. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's right. <laughs> Which, uh, you know? Yeah. And then they, they actually made a second one called Yo Noid 2 Enter the Void. <laughs> <laughs> neither, neither game's title choosing to engage with the <laughs> wordplay of Noid and Annoyed one bit. Like, fuck that. We're not doing it. <laughs> We're putting Yonoid right. instead. <laughs> right. Yeah. The, the, honestly, this is bad podcasting, but the if I can entreat our listeners to look up the <laughs> the box art for Yonoid, if you haven't seen it, because it's I'm turning around on this whole thing. I think Eric is right. This is the coolest motherfucker who ever lived, actually. Because <laughs> <Right>. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's running. A, he's he's first of all, he's many stories up. Right. So he lives dangerously. He's got a pogo stick called the pizza crusher. So he's like, he's come prepared with tools to fuck up your whole thing. And he's basically like either in the middle of pontificating at a lecture, like he's giving a Ted talk (laughs) the way his finger is up like that. Or it's like the closest they could get on a child's video game with the Nintendo seal of quality to him, like giving the world itself, like the middle finger. (laughs) Like it looks 
for everything like he's just saying fuck you without actually holding up the correct digit that would cause problems you know <laughs> eric is right I, I turned around on this guy real fast yeah, no i am i he's cool you know, as shit. i think this is i think this is like one of these um kind of like american things that uh i i tend to think of as sort of like low quality and um not classy or something but like it's iconic it's <laughs> the noise is an icon <laughs> i'm i'm looking you can actually play yonoid in like um uh online oops in like a little frame on retrogames.cz oops um, bye bye everybody oh if, enjoy the rest of the podcast that's I'm, i've got things i need to take care of that's amazing. Just Yonoid, <laughs> Yonoid like on demand. I'm actually concerned for you for a second. And then I'm like, oh, oh no, he's leaving us for the Noid. I understand. <laughs> um, yeah, and it has a Japanese name, Kamen no Ninja Hanamaru. I don't know what it means, but um, yeah, the Noid is probably big in Japan, is what I understand that to mean. All right, I'm starting a speed run now. <laughs> can you share your screen <laughs> no because i'm using a, the wrong computer for that oh no how is it <laughs> so this emulator has problems because it's supposed to be there's supposed to be like a, a city that you're walking ar around on uh, like a dock uh, and yeah. there's supposed to be like a layer of water that's waving up and down yeah. in front of it but instead the layer of water is stationary and the city is waving up and down <laughs> And it's definitely making me land sick. Are you annoyed? Uh, oh, good point. Maybe this is uh, maybe this is intentional. I was going to say, this could be how, for all you know, I feel like you're being really reductive here. Like, this could be how the Noid sees the world. And if that was the case, wouldn't you be driven to kill and or <laughs> ruin the freshness of somebody's pizza order? Right. Yes, definitely. If, I, if the world looked like this to me and I couldn't experience... A moment of joy because it won't stop oscillating and pulsating like this if i saw something as beautiful as a pizza and could recognize it for a split second i would just run toward full speed and kill it so <laughs> this is <laughs> it seems it seems we're all annoyed uh, but, but it's interesting to me i mean like just on a on a, a real serious note it's interesting to me that like somebody would actually write a poem about this and then put it on the internet for it to exist longer than a few seconds like it's if you wrote this poem you would be embarrassed to show it to anybody and like this this poem not exists florence p wordsmith <laughs> but look at that yeah. photograph of florence p wordsmith these are the kind of cultural treasures that cube is missing out Person. on <laughs> Uh, I got a game over without even finishing the first level. So. Oh my god, Jim, you're terrible at games. <laughs> terrible at being annoyed. I did kill lots of seagulls with a yo-yo, though. Oh my god. Well, <laughs> so at least there's that. <laughs> They'll never enjoy a pizza again either. If that scientists is agree, goal. this is bad. <laughs> Are we uh, ready for another topic? Sure. Erica, your topic is canceling Texas. Praise the sun. Praise the sun. Yeah, praise the sun. Okay, so um, yeah, there are many reasons to cancel Texas. It's actually hell here in a lot of ways. Um, but uh, this coming Saturday, we are having uh, a 100% annular eclipse here. And then in, I think it's April of 2024, we are having a full eclipse 
like the one that passed over um, Washington State in um, in 2017. So uh, the thing about canceling Texas is that um, if you look at the two paths of the eclipses, uh, they actually cross right over Texas in a way in which it looks like oh, God yeah. is like uh, trying to <laughs> to indicate that like Texas should be struck from the face of the earth. Um, so we are actually um, in the path of the 100% eclipse and we've ordered, uh, not sorry, of the annual eclipse this Saturday. And we've ordered our glasses and NASA is actually going to show up on campus and launch like a weather balloon or something. But then we only have to go like 100 miles southeast to pick up the full eclipse. So um, the part of Texas that um, the full eclipse is happening in in 2024 is actually like really remote and there's nothing going on there. So the hotels know about it. And they've all jacked up their prices accordingly. But this is an invitation for everybody to fly into Midland and then to just drive down to the path of the full eclipse because not not everything is like reserved and you can camp or you could just drive to any like literally any place in Texas uh, south of here and see it. This is really the map of the paths of the two eclipses. Yes. <laughs> is like I was in my head, I wasn't like doubting you. I was like, oh yeah, I bet it makes an X over Texas. Like she's saying, that's so cool. And now that I see it, it's like, this is definitively like the cosmos being like, fuck this <laughs> fuck area Texas. in particular. Like <laughs> it could not West be more Texas. clear. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, good God. Stop drilling oil in the Permian Basin, you fucking assholes. <laughs> yeah. And the other thing is that there was a, you know, there was the path of the eclipse in 2017. So if you lay those over each other, if you want to talk like, um, like conspiracy theory stuff um those converge over like fields of god or like garden of god illinois oh my gosh um, so i th i think this is a way of god telling us to like uh nix the permian basin in texas <laughs> <laughs> yeah that seems open and shut gang <laughs> yeah i'm excited though but um but you know like the that um that full eclipse is actually the total solar eclipse is actually going to go uh, from Mexico, like the line goes um, across Mexico and then up towards the northeast. So it goes all the way um, through like, you know, Missouri, Illinois, Indiana, and then up through um, northern New York and Maine and like Vermont and New Hampshire. So there, like if you miss the one in 2017, like the full eclipse that everybody was like raving about and said like all the birds stopped singing and it was life-changing and blah 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 you have another chance and then that's probably it for our entire lifetime so uh so so book now if you can <laughs> figure out where you want to be for the full eclipse in 2024 <laughs> and cancel texas cancel texas yeah absolutely go. Scrap absolutely cancel texas like i this could not be a clearer sign from the heavens that like you know, like a, a like a target from God to just be like, you in particular are not in my graces anymore. No sun for you. <laughs> but if you look at it diagonally, if you change the orientation of the map and just kind of crop a section of where the eclipses cross over Texas, it sort of looks like a crucifix, like they're actually God's chosen people. So checkmate, scientists. <laughs> what do you think about that? <laughs> just trying to get ahead of it. <laughs> I, we know there is one true north, Ryan. I cannot be convinced that this is not a cancellation of Texas. <laughs>
Yes, Texas known for subscribing to things that we all agree are <laughs> are true. <laughs> right. <laughs> Famous for it. <laughs> this is incredible. And I'm also yeah. going to think about this all day tomorrow and or forget it five minutes after, but it seems unlikely. The annular eclipse is actually going to go like the total annular eclipse. So you you can you're all going to see it. You know, you're going to see some some version of the moon passing in front of the sun on Saturday. I don't know why I'm telling people about this. This, this episode is going to come out like months afterwards. But uh, you, <laughs> you and Jim, Ryan, you and Jim, you can catch this eclipse. Uh, full full eclipse is happening in Oregon, all the way down through Texas uh, on that line. So um, that's awesome. I, I think um, just by the way eclipses work, it has to happen at solar noon. Um, that the moon will cross in front of the sun, which might not be actual noon, like clock time because of your time zone. Um, but, you know, grab your grab your glasses and uh, get looking, make your pinhole, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> you can actually look down um, through the leaves of the trees, um, actually make pinhole cameras and you can see you can see like little images of the eclipse on the ground if you're looking also. That's yeah. so cool. I was looking at the date to see if, like, maybe I can push up this episode to release before it, but no, it's with yeah, the fourteenth. Yeah. That's not going to happen. Yeah, this is why. This is why you got to get ahead of the uh, the two thousand twenty three full eclipse, and you know, come down to Texas. Um, I've been meeting topic lords all summer, and uh, <laughs> you know, you want to come see where your oil comes from. Come to the Permian Basin. We'll have a good time, and we'll drive to the middle of nowhere and. Watch God blot the sun out of the sky. <laughs> That's it. That's my topic. This is a short one. <laughs> There's nothing else needed. Celestial bodies have decided this particular <laughs> southern area of the country has got to go. And I, go. <laughs> you don't have to expound on that anymore. That's definitive. There's no questioning it. Either come here or get as far away from here as possible. <laughs> it's your choice. Right. <laughs> Listen, you can you can go to this, where the solar eclipse is, or you can just close your eyes and get the same effect. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and plug your ears to mimic the birds, you know, no longer singing. <laughs> right, yes. That's important, too. <laughs> if you're one of those hearing people. Ryan, your topic is, my sister has played video games her whole life. And somehow doesn't know about the thing everyone knows happens in Final Fantasy VII, and I need help shielding her from this. Oh. <laughs> how how old is she? She's like thirty three. Does she still uh, believe in Santa Claus? <laughs> as far as I know, no. But so yeah, so for like you, have you two both played or are familiar with Final Fantasy VII? Right? Familiar yeah. with it, yes. I. Just put up a quick spoiler wall for anybody who's listening to this and somehow doesn't know, like my sister, if you're for some reason listening to Topic Lords, get out right now. <laughs> what, it, what is the thing you think I'm thinking of? If you, There was one plot point that everybody knows from that game, even if they haven't played it. The porn website. <laughs> <laughs> yes, of course. But the second, the second thing would be what? The second most popular thing. I mean, it's the thing where one of the characters kills another one of the characters. Mm -hmm. See, you don't even know their fucking names and you know exactly what I'm talking about. Uh, you just know a big pile of poly polygonal Doritos kills another pile of Doritos uh, on, the, on the PlayStation 1. She has played video games her whole life. She is literate about them. She she knows what's going on. And she just got into like Final Fantasy 7, but it's not her first Final Fantasy even. Like when the remakes came out a couple of years ago, she started playing the remake. She's like, this is awesome. And 
again, spoiler for people who are listening who don't want to know about the remakes, like the remakes change the story of the original a little bit. So even playing the remake so far, she has missed this plot point that she somehow doesn't know happens because the remakes twist it and have it have it not occur when you think it's going to. Wow. And it might still happen in the in the because there's, you know, mo- they're making sequels to the remake. They're not done telling that remade story. So right. like, they're, they're remaking, making a disc by disc. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which is its own thing. But like to me, this is the equivalent of being an avid movie watcher and just being alive on planet Earth, knowing what movies are and not knowing that like King Kong dies at the end. You know what I mean? Even if you haven't seen King Kong, you know that. Oh you just God. absorbed that. I didn't know. <laughs> Sorry. 1930s spoilers. Excuse me. <laughs> um, so you you don't know what I'm talking about with the porn website, but this is what the porn website is. So it doesn't exist anymore. I'm aging myself here. Should I click um, this while I'm on yeah, the you, show? You can, you can click yeah, this. It's you're all not blurred. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's all well, blurred. It is blurred, but boy, I can make out enough. <laughs> there's there's some phrases I shouldn't say out loud on uh, on a family program like this. I'll tell you right. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but that but that's well, what that was. I was looking for the connection, but it's right there in the URL. Yes. Yeah. What it? Oh my God! What is this? What, explain this, somebody. Somebody named Erica. Know. Why is it? Why is it called? I don't know. It's it's. Can I say I, it? Like I, we're all talking about this event. Yeah, like, yeah. Which, it's www dot, and it's the old name for the character before we knew how to say. It, but it's aristies.com. Like it's the the name of this <laughs> this this site of ill repute is the name of the spoiler that I'm yeah, talking about. I don't know why they took it down. <laughs> I can't think of one valid reason why this why <laughs> wouldn't still be up and running. Well, maybe they they needed to change the pronunciation or something. Oh yeah, now that it's erithdies.com and it's the same yeah. porn site. <laughs> it just moved it. Yeah, I I have no idea. I have no idea why it was called this. Can we camp out on that retransliteration for a second? Yeah. What do we do? Do we really think the new name is the real one? What what's <laughs> what, the Aerith? what's the yeah, yeah. Aerith? I mean, like the character is supposed to be named after the Earth, I guess. Oh. Oh, that didn't occur to me. <sighs> I well, I was not invested in. I wasn't. I was an N sixty four kid, so I actually never played the original FF seven. Yeah. Yet parentheses, yeah. I know this event happens because I'm alive on fucking planet Earth, and so <laughs> I just found out. Like in my adult life, I've just been calling her Aerith with a TH because that's what I've seen everyone do in the modern day. And then I've played the remakes too. And then saw the article about like, Oh, she used to be called this and people still argue about it to this day. So I don't have any investment. So my point being, if you want to say that it's wrong, the new one, like I'll just get on board. Cause I, <laughs> I have nothing to lose. You know, I, I think this is probably the, the transliteration from Japanese, you know, characters, right. It's like probably not actually pronounced as like an, like a full on S it's right. probably like an intermediate between an S and a TH, but I don't know because my my loving husband who solves all of these Japanese mysteries for me is dead asleep because it's past, you know, it's past 8.50 and <laughs> that's it. He's gone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to bother him. <laughs> but I think that, I think that was, that was what he said to me at some point because these are, these are not written in like Roman characters. Right. So there's, yeah. there's something about that. So it, it doesn't even matter what our opinion is. Like there's a right 
ish answer and like we're just not making the right noises and it doesn't matter just call her whatever you want like if they want to translate it into english as heiress just call her heiress you know it's what the porn site is called that's what i'm gonna call her. <laughs> my metric for how correct this is, is does it match up to the porn site's well, I url mean, like, you know if you if you know this spoiler from the porn site like you're gonna you're gonna call it you're gonna call her heiress right yeah you yeah. just are <laughs> <laughs> so this is my argument with someone with like zero like I have no stakes here. I don't like the series. I haven't liked a Final Fantasy game since the first one. But wow. Eris sounds like a name <laughs> and Aerith doesn't sound like a name. Yeah. In English. Yeah. That's it. I'm trying to come at this like fairly because like I I do have some affection for the series that like waned and is now coming back again. Neither of those sound like names to me at all. <laughs> they sound like two <laughs> sets of syllables that are almost the same that both don't sound like names unless you care about this series. We like We don't try to like pronounce people's names from like other languages if they get translated into English for us. So like why not just go with the translated English name, which makes you sound like less of a douchebag, you know? <laughs> I mean, that's, that's, yeah. That's my opinion. <laughs> that's fair. Again, I will I'm just a late I'm I'm a paper figurine on the edge of this fence, just like wafting in the breeze. I have no <laughs> like I don't give a shit what she's called. So whoever of you makes the better argument, I'm just gonna lean that way and call it good. <laughs> what he's not saying is that there are four thousand him like living on this fence, God. <laughs> blowing in every direction. But here's the thing that is just briefly like wild about my sister doesn't know this fact, which is insane. Yeah. Is getting really into Final Fantasy as of the last like five years, and especially loves Seven with the remake, but has not played mm -hmm. the original, so she doesn't know. And then she keeps Mr. Magoo walking on like. <laughs> high construction site like i-beams floating over dead space keeps looking like she's looked right at this event she fucking watched like a final fantasy documentary on one through six with her boyfriend who knows about this problem and like vetted the documentary it was like i'm not gonna let you see this thing okay i watched it before we watched it together which is insane and i checked and this doesn't happen and he missed it and it happens just right on screen but because she's not used to the playstation like graphics she didn't yeah. know what she was seeing right yeah. and so it's like she looked right at it and just didn't yeah and <laughs> just didn't register it she's like she's seen it multiple times in that format i think and has not caught on so are you are you opposed to hurting your sister? Is this the problem? <laughs> are you like, I, or you want this to exist only as the remake for her? Or you think like, do you think that she is not sophisticated enough to understand that like Whoa. fiction can be rewritten? Like, what's that? Right. Do what's we need the... to, do we need to send her to media literacy classes? <laughs> yeah. Like, what what's the problem here? Like. <laughs> Also, another another question for you, Ryan. She's not here. You already sent her away. <laughs> She's not listening. How do you know she doesn't know? Maybe she just doesn't care. That's the other thing that's wild is I've I had talked with her about that just the other day. I was like, what if you know and you just don't think it's so big a deal so that it hasn't even occurred to you be like, oh, is it this thing? And like, what if she does know? But we tried a couple of times to be like, what do you think it is? And we just won't react. And she said like- So, so she knows there's a big secret that you're holding from her? Correct. That's, okay. So that's the state of her knowledge? Yeah. Um, and Okay. I, and it has gotten to be such a big thing because it is such a widely known, just like yeah. living, living near video game media at all, yeah. whether you played yeah. seven or not, everyone knows this. 
And there's going to be three games in that remake series. And she wants to get through all of them during which, again, they're changing the story, but it may not even happen in this new format. That's what we're trying to get her to the end of without her finding out. But it is becoming Why? such a... because. <laughs> Why? No, but this is my question. Why? Like, did she so not that, have theory of mind? Like, so that she... no, she she's a fully functioning human being, as far as okay. I know. It's that she wants to be surprised by it if it happens in the remakes. If it if it happens right. again, she wants to have the same whatever version of the you know the twenty twenty three version or whatever of that same shock that people who were really invested but why in not the original just have her play the original. Like, why That's not just never hit? gonna happen? It, remember the part where it looks like a pile of snack chips fighting each other? Like, it's awful. <laughs> It's it's way too late. There's no way. Like, but how about how about sending her the um sending her two videos? First, send her the the what's his name Tim Rogers uh thing about how much he hates spoilers, and then send her the the Tim Rogers like <laughs> uh like it's gonna be like a link to his 15 part series on on this on this video game <laughs> so she can watch him play it and like retranslate it for her <laughs> and she um and if she doesn't get through it then that's her problem and uh you can like lord over <laughs> it lord lord it over her that you have this secret and you're never letting her in on it i it's not a <laughs> i feel like this <laughs> this whole topic got away from me i don't want to lord it over her be like yes yeah, suck it i know this thing and you don't it's that <laughs> she wants to experience it clean if it happens <laughs> And we're try- uh-huh, I'm trying uh-huh, as an act of uh-huh. brotherly love, mm-hmm. as is her her boyfriend, as are other people who know about this, trying uh-huh, to find uh-huh. ways to shield just, this okay, this baby in a 1930s cartoon just, just crawling um, on an I-beam. Give me her phone falling. number. Just give me her phone number right now. I'm going to text her. <laughs> do you have her phone number? Here, let's mute ourselves. <laughs> I, I do. And she, I'll just tell her, she, and then she, she lives- can tell you. <laughs> She lives down the street from me and she will come to my house and kill me with a hatchet. If you, if it gets back to me, which it will, <laughs> that, that you are the one who told her and how could you have possibly gotten her number? Hi, my name is Erica. You don't know me, but I need you to know this thing. <laughs> I need you to know King Kong dies at the end. And also, here's a link to end. a porn website. <laughs> you might want to pay special attention to the URL, but also anything, see anything you like. <laughs> I've shortened it into tiny URLs. So it's up to you whether you want to click on it. It's just, it's wild to me. I think part of why, like, so there is a selfish component. Like, I want her to get to experience it clean if it happens in the game that she's going to play. But there is kind of a selfish, I got to be real, like, component of, like, what a specimen, (laughs) you know? Like, this this never happens where there's something that's this big of a thing as far as media literacy literacy of a specific type of media goes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like, you know, again, it's like finding a a movie watcher who lives with culture and lives with the rest of us on Earth and doesn't know Darth Vader's his fucking dad. It'd be like one of, it's like that level of thing where, like, how do you not know? Even if you hate Star Wars, you know that. In fact, like, it's, it's it's been a kind of disaster. So we have our students over sometimes for, like, holidays and and like um during you know during breaks or like over winter weekends to have like lab stuff and um uh, we've been showing them star wars and they know all of the spoilers all of them um and so like when luke and leia kiss they're like oh my god they're brother and sister sorry star wars spoilers (laughs) but i'm like yeah but you don't know that yet like that hasn't been revealed to you yet and they're like oh yeah right (laughs) (laughs) 
So I just got to give her a stern lecture on like, listen, just live with some chronological dissonance and understand that I'm going to tell you this thing so I can stop freaking out. But you just got to put your brain in a state where you don't know it yet. Most of the time I, I tell people like they're overthinking things. I think you're underthinking this. I really do. I think... um I think if you really got into it, like she would be unhappy with you that you um, that you have this big secret that you're letting her wander through life thinking like everything is fine, interacting with people and like not letting them, you know, like she's having conversations with them about what a cheery end they all came to in Final Fantasy seven. And people think she's an idiot. Right. Like she's this is your fault. This is your fault. You're doing this to her. You're making this choice without her consent. And I think you're underthinking this, right? There's a priceless Ming vase that exists without a scratch on it, never been perceived by human eyes. And everybody thinks it's an idiot. And Erica is trying to save it by calling up the vase and smashing it. Yeah. It's either me or everyone, she says. Yeah. I mean, not everything can exist forever, right? Look, if you want to text me her number, I'm willing to spoil this for her. <laughs> Just like rip the bandage off real quick. <laughs> I'm going to keep that in my back pocket, which is horrifying. I didn't expect to essentially come away from this episode of Topic Lords with a big red button I can push whenever yeah, I want. Yep, yeah, yep, yeah, yep, yeah, yeah. This is the first time I've ever been accused of under. <laughs> well, now, now you've met me. <laughs> oh, so this is what this feels like. Um, well, you two have been chronically zero help on this whole thing. <laughs> now I'm gifted with the dark knowledge that I can text just text Erica a phone number. I don't know what I don't know what a normal human response with the, to this would be. Like I don't I don't take care of people in that particular this is, way. This clearly not. This is what we come to Topic Lords for is to have our assumptions dashed upon the rocks. So. Like a Ming boss. <laughs> like a Ming boss. Yeah. Uh, that's all the time we have for Topic Lords. Uh, Erica, if this is something that you want, where can people find you on the internet? Um, I'm just I'm just in the Topic Lords Discord. Um, it's great. It's a uh, it's unusual in there in many different ways as we talked about before the podcast mm-hmm. <laughs> and definitely worth your time to join. And Ryan, if this is something that you want, where can people find you on the internet? Sure, uh, you can find me on Instagram, which according to Erica is apparently a mistake at Ryan Ike <laughs> Audio. I'm so uh, bad. <laughs> <laughs> um, and this, I, I always feel kind of shitty about this, but it is just the truth and it's the easiest way. If you want to find my website or my Spotify or any of my music, if you just type my name into Google, I'm the four eyes who like comes up for whatever reason. Like no one else has put my first name and last name together and made it made a person in any kind of Googleable way before. Because <laughs> I didn't engineer that. It's just happening. So you can also just find me that way. Impersonators, yeah. here's an opportunity. <laughs> yeah, now's your chance. Yeah. Go to hope, it. <laughs> hope you're real fucking nearsighted, first of all. Really got to sell it. <laughs> Thanks so much for being on. Thanks for Thank having you. us to talk about microbes <laughs> and, and Cuba and my sister's intellectual and artistic demise <laughs> of coming at Erica's hands. <laughs> yeah, thanks. <laughs>
Hi, this is Jim. This is the audio I append to every episode of Topic Lords. Congratulations to our newly anointed lords. This episode was edited by Esper Quinn, who can also edit your episode if you contact them on Twitter. If you'd like more people to hear the show, you can tell your friends about it, or rate and review us on whatever podcast service you use. You can add content to the Topic Bucket by emailing topicbucket at topiclords.com, and you can contribute to our Patreon at patreon.com topiclords. Patrons get episodes a week early, and you get access to the Topic Lords Discord, where you can discuss topics with all the lords that hang out in there. See you next episode!